Buckle up, everyone, and welcome to Carpool Rugby League, a show where three rugby league tragics talk everything rugby league on your way to or from work. I'm Graham. And I'm the chameleon. Welcome aboard and on with the show. Yes, it's Tuesday, and that means we've got another episode of Carpool Rugby League coming your way. Uh, we're coming off the bye week, uh, the impromptu bye. We didn't get a chance to get together and have a chat last week, and it uh, well, it wasn't for a lack of news items, I can tell you that, Griffo. There's nothing happening in the world of rugby league, isn't there? <laughs> a lot of those things sort of uh, carried through the weekend and continue to linger. Yeah, definitely. And um, I think a lot of those things that, uh, you know, that have been happening off the field, uh, I think we just need some footy and that's what we want to talk about this week. Um, we were hoping to get Shane on board and he's joined us very early. We've literally oh, just done is. the intro. We could How are we literally, going? mate, literally a minute 20 in. So it's a, Excellent. usually we don't make the interchanges this early, but we've got you on board and it's good to have you on board. Mm. I was just saying we missed last week, but it wasn't due to a lack of things to talk about. Uh, plenty going on in rugby league land. Yeah, mate. <laughs> out, like between, <laughs> between teams playing ordinary football suspensions, uh, everything you can think of basically. Um, yeah. Lots to talk about. Uh, it, it, it wouldn't be this time of the year if you didn't have something to talk about. And, um, yeah, jeez, um, lots lots on the agenda, I think. Yeah, and just to give people some context as to when we're recording this, it's uh, Tuesday night at 8pm, so um, there would have been some news around Jabria Hargraves. Hopefully, by the time we finish the podcast, we'll know um, how his hearing has gone. Um, we had the news just before we went on that Horsburgh was found guilty. So that's a big blow for the um, for the Raiders going into what well, could be this week already sudden death. I, I was actually going to sell it to you guys and the listeners tonight, fellas, as it's the first, it's the unofficial first week of the finals. There are so many elimination finals happening this week and teams playing for, for top eight yeah. spots. Um it all really starts this week. You could effectively call it the first week of the finals. Yeah, I think that there's games and things going on that, yeah, that this week, it's a big week. It's a big week. Um, it's it's massive. Yeah, and, and we've got teams, Griffo, like the Raiders, they could finish as high as fifth. They could actually miss out on the top eight altogether. Um, the winner of the roosters Rabbitohs game this week is looking like they will get a top eight spot. Um, Sharks playing the Raiders this week's going to, going to have a massive impact on whether, you know, the Raiders make the eight or whether the Sharks finish above them. The Knights have, you know, continued their great run. They've, they've cemented that home final. And we've even got the Cowboys there who come up against um, a Penrith side um, who I'd imagine uh, hoping to to win the minor premiership this week. So it's it's a massive week and some massive implications when we look at the NRL table as it stands with one week to go. 
Yeah. Um, and this is what you want. You want to go down to the last round with a lot still to uh, to play for. Um, and, and it's good. It's good for the competition. I just want to throw it out there that some of the discussions we had before the season started, um, and I haven't got facts and figures, but we talked about that there were some teams who got dotted in the draw by having to play top sides twice and other yeah. teams who got a rails run with the draw where they were basically, they were only coming up against most of the top sides once and playing the ordinary sides twice. And some teams, well, I'll say Parramatta for one, who had a horrendous draw, um, the way that it was structured, where they were playing teams coming off the bye, um, the fact that they were playing all the top sides twice, they miss out on the semis. And I'm I'm no Paris supporter, um, but I am sympathetic to the fact that it's a dud draw and you've got a team like the Canberra Raiders mm. with the relatively easy draw. I know they only played Penrith once, and I think when we looked at it before the start of the season, the majority of what we thought were the top dogs, uh, they were playing most of them once. Now, they may sneak into the eight because of that fact. Um, they've got a very ordinary for and against, which might see them fall out of the eight. If they lose, uh, I don't think they make the eight. Um, so... Yeah, I just think we're not actually seeing the eight best rugby league teams who will make up the top eight. Um, and, you know, the argument's always, well, the best team, you know, best team always wins a comp. Well, that may or may not be true. But what I will say is that some of the better teams won't be playing in the uh, weekend after this weekend. And uh, you can put a fair bit of that down to their own ineptitude, but I think even more of it to the fact that uh, they got a tough draw. The Roosters, the Rabbitohs, one or both of those teams will not make the eight. They are another team who play all the top teams twice. Um, I just don't think it's fair. Yeah, it, it, it is interesting because, you know, it does have a massive impact. And I think if we look at that on the flip side as well, um, I think it shows just how good the Brisbane Broncos have been this year because they were actually one of those teams that we said had a really yep. tough draw. And Absolutely. I think that's even more so credit to them that they'll be going into this weekend. It, it, it's very hard to tip this weekend. I've seen the teams and um, I, I still don't know who I'm going to tip. I'm, I've got an hour or so to think about it before we get into the two-minute tip later on. But... Um, Considering the the way they've played, the draw they've had, um, full credit to the Brisbane Broncos, who look yeah. like at this stage um, will be taking out the minor premiership. But that's just going to be one of the highlights, obviously, of the um, the week seeing who wins the minor premiership. But before we get too far into into this week, I might I might see what you've got for us, Chameleon, on last week to see if you've got something for Griffo's grab. 
What caught your eye this past week, mate? Well, it, it may not have been the most spectacular thing. Um, and and uh, but it, I was there uh, watching live in disbelief. Disbelief. When a one-legged man was able to run past a two-legged man and score a try. Now... I'm not sure if you can fill in the dots there, Graham, but uh, do you know who I'm talking about, Roshano? <laughs> yes. Uh, as as the para fans dub him King Gutho. Yes. Clint Gutherson. Now, I um, appreciate this guy. He's a, is a is a 100% effort man. I think he's slightly limited in ability, but he does make up for it with effort. Um I can't stand the way he puts his arms in the air whenever the referee breathes um, and bitches and whinges. But I've got to give the man credit for being a bloody wholehearted rugby league player. Um, before he scored that try, when he went past the Penrith centre, Tyrone Peachy, who just did nothing, um, the guy, I was watching him hobble around behind the line uh, with his one of his knees tightly strapped. He couldn't walk properly. Um, and I was just, uh, I was just dumbfounded how he was able to go past a guy who did literally did not even lay a finger on him. He just did nothing. Penrith can't win the comp with Peachy in the centres. Um, yeah, I mean, the grab is supposed to be a positive thing. The positive thing is uh, is Gutho. He, he did a great job. And it wasn't just that play. The whole game while he was out there, he was he was doing a great job. I, I, I would expect he would have been the man of the match. Um, but uh, I was to say I was somewhat disappointed with Penrith's defensive effort would be a, a slight understatement. Um, uh, <clears throat> I think it might have been the first try that the power scored or might be the second one. Uh, it was sort of a peachy defensive error. Um, then he, to his credit, he did really well to score or set up Penrith's first try. So I'm sitting with my mates. I got one finger on the left hand up one finger on the right responsible for one try let one in uh by the end of the game it went uh responsible for one try uh let two in and bombed one an absolute bomb where he for whatever reason chooses to hang on to the ball when there is an unmarked winger who had five meters to run and score a try i don't understand it I um I don't like to be critical of players in in the team that I follow but I just don't understand why they keep picking him there. Uh I know they wanted to rest players and Tango's been out but he is a liability. The top sides, can you imagine Reese Walsh up against him? Yeah. Um there goes a grand final or a prelim final wherever they meet. Um they cannot win the competition with him playing in the centers. I don't care if anyone gets injured. You've got to put someone in there 
who is going to stand up in defense. Penrith's whole game is based on defense. And uh, it was poor the other night. Um, the winger, uh, who I think is amongst the best wingers in the game, uh, up against Seville, let in four tries. One, two, three, four, because he ran in. And uh, I, I was, oh, I couldn't understand it. Um, he, he showed a lack of faith in, in the new uh, center partner in, in Jesse McLean. Um, and they just kept giving the ball to Sivo, and Sivo kept scoring. Uh, I'm dumbfounded. Um, congrats to Para. They were, the, the scoreline of 34 18 was, was not a reflection of the difference in the two teams. Uh, Penrith got some late tries to uh, sort of gain a little bit of respect, but um, Parra were, were far more dominant than a 14-point victory. Uh, there's my grab. Um, a sad one, but uh, to be fair, Gutherson was outstanding. Yeah, a, a fair call too. I actually I actually thought there was... Um, there's got to be an honourable mention here for, for Griffo's grab. I, was, I wasn't sure whether you'd go with this one or something d- different, but I, I'm not sure. Did you catch the Manly game the other night? Or the other day, I should say. Uh, no, not much of it, no. Uh, Chan Kum Tong. Oh, Colin, yes, I saw him you come on. Yes. The, yep. did, you, did you see his kick at goal? They gave him a kick at he goal. Put over. He put He's it over. He put it over. First game. Yeah. <laughs> kick a goal from in front of the pumps. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, I, I, saw, won't, yes, I won't have a gaff this week. I just saw I can... the, last, uh, the last section of that game. <laughs> And uh, I was I elated. You'd enjoy that. Uh, Jordan uh, Gordon Chan Kum Tong came on the field. Yeah. Um, and uh, yes, uh, he had a big following in the crowd. They all had the t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, he's obviously he'll be a cult figure, not just amongst yeah. carpool rugby league types, but with a name like that, he's uh, he's a cult figure. Um, I know Fletch is a fan. Uh, the Com Dog. He's already. Yeah, really good him. Um but uh yeah. No, I was glad to see him make his debut. Um and I'm sure we'll see plenty more of him. Uh yeah. apparently he's actually a very good player. He comes with big raps. Oh, shivers. Yeah. yeah. But um yeah, but back to Penrith I suppose. Um not not to dwell on it too much. Obviously, this week's a new week. Oh. We know they're a quality team. There are a lot now of I, players missing. You know what? Um, I, I'm going to say this. Do we read much into that? Can I say this about Penrith, right? Penrith have been playing some some good football, some very good football. I think it was I think it was the blip they needed. I I think they're going to bounce back from this. I think it's I think this was the. This was the this was the result that you know you can't keep winning you can't keep performing you need to fall, fail once I think they've failed I think this is actually going to springboard their final series this is going to be this is going to be the springboard to the three peak um, I think this is going to make them hungrier I, I do agree with you Griff I think there's some positional situations where when the chips are down or when a very good attacking side runs at certain players, what's going to happen? Yeah. I, I, I don't go for Penrith, but, but as someone who goes for rugby league, I'm, I looked at that and just went, well, you know, I don't know if 
Para exposed as much as every good day is one closer to your bad one. Yeah. And they just had it. I think there was the two words, Dylan Edwards. Yeah, yeah, um, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the whole defensive system fell mm. apart. Yeah. He, he, he orders there. that team around yeah, yeah, yeah. so well. Because uh, Crichton would have played inside To'o and right. he has become one of the better defensive centres in the game. Mm. Um, he has, he, yeah. he's, I, I, I think he's had his best year, pretty much, um, Crichton. Um, he is not a fullback. He may become a, a good fullback, but He's, I think, in, in many ways, similar to Luttrell, who I think is an absolutely outstanding centre, and that's where he should play. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he plays at centre, um, he's a, a, of great value to the Penrith team. And, uh, and obviously, I think uh, Dylan Edwards' manager would have sat there rubbing his hands, um, thinking... Panthers, you need my man yeah. more than even what I thought last week. Yeah, uh, he's, he didn't he's play in the value. World Club Challenge, and we saw that you know they're just not the same team. Um, he is crucial to their success. How crucial is Luai? Because we know he's going to be missing for yeah. Um, looks, you know, it's, it's the, uh, three weeks. Maybe they're yeah. sort of. I think even if he does come back, Graham, he's not going to be. The same. No, and he'll be targeted, and he's going to miss tackles. Um, I don't know the extent of the injury, but I would almost err on the side of not playing him. Um, The problem it creates for Penrith is that he's a completely different player to Nathan Cleary. Um, He's he's an X-Factor type guy who puts the defense in two minds. Yep. Jack Coggett is a really good player, but he is an organizing halfback like Nathan Cleary. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, it will allow the uh, the opposition defenders a much easier um, a much easier way of stopping Penrith than if Luai is there. So, uh, yeah, can they still win the comp? Yes. Are they less likely to win the comp without Luai? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's a massive blow. I'm just looking here at the NRL um, casualty list. I mean, you take it for what it is. Um, they got finals week three here. Uh, you know, the other concerns, Isaac Tunga, he's actually on the reserves list this week. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if his mystery... Leg injury comes good. Yeah, That'll be it a, is a mystery. That's for sure. Yeah, and we also know that you know the other player that's on the list here that we you know you almost forgot about, uh, Taylor May, also another player there. So their their depth to a certain extent tested, but there's a lot of clubs whose depth is going to be really tested um, going into the back end of the season. Here, there's a lot of big teams with players missing this week. A lot of teams which have um, players rested. Uh, so I, I think we might as well start looking into the games this week, fellas, because I reckon it'll take me just about an hour just to go through all the ins and outs with all the players yeah. that are being rested and all the uh, the injuries and so on. So we might as well get straight into it. 
it's, it's a hard week to tip. It's coming down to the last week here, guys. So, uh, yeah, good luck with it all. But um, I, I think we might be divided on a few this week, given the uh, given the news. And there might be a few people taking some risks in their tipping comps. So we might as well get straight into the two-minute tip. All right, so the first game we're going to see this weekend, absolute blockbuster. Um, or is it when you see who's playing? Uh, the Broncos playing the Storm. It's a top four clash. First versus fourth. Suncorp Stadium, Brisbane. Broncos win. They will be minor premiers. That's pretty much the, um, I, I suppose, the implications here. The Storm, they've confirmed that they will be in the top four. So, you know, and they will be playing away in the first week. So you can understand why they've... Uh, They've made some changes. So for the Broncos, uh, we've got Walsh, Farnworth, Cobbo, Mam, Walters, Haas, Capewell, all rested. And we also know that um, Adam Reynolds and Pat Carrigan are injured. They missed last week's games also. And Katoni Staggs is suspended. So some massive, massive changes for them. Um, they've got... Um, Josh Rogers coming in, Blake Moser, um, Tristan Saylor coming in at fullback, Jordan Pereira uh, making his first appearance this year. So we've got some young players coming in, uh, making that their debuts, and some players that haven't played a lot of footy this year. The Storm, similar thing. Um, Nick Meany, uh, Marion Seve, Xavier Coates, Cam Munster, Christian Welsh, Nelson Asafa Salomona, Tui Kamakamika, Tom Eisenhuth, Trent Liero, all rested. Um, in addition to that, injuries to Harry Grant and Jerome Hughes. Um, a lot of talk about the Hughes knee injury coming out of last week. Uh, but speaking of knee injuries, it was actually good to see him back on the field. Ryan Pappenhausen made his return last week. Uh, the Flying Dutchman, it's been a long time since we talked about him. Uh be very interesting to see what they do with him, fellas, because uh, he's playing number one this week, but not sure if that's exactly where he will play. Uh, he sort of came on and played a bit of a roving playmaker role last week. Um, so, yeah, basically, just about, you know, all the stars as you know from both teams, you could, you could almost argue, um, being rested. This makes it a very tough game to pick. Uh, and it also shows, I suppose, the Broncos' attitude here that they want to get ready for the finals, and whether they finish first or second, um, the real prize is in about a month's time, Griffo. Yeah. Um, yeah, both teams have a sprinkling of uh, guys who would be in their top 13 slash 17. Um, but the key men... None of them are there for either team. Um, I look at uh, the Storm, and I would have thought Jonah Pezzett would have been the halfback. He's not listed at all. I can only assume that he's injured because he has come in a few times um, during the year and filled in when there's been injuries to either um, Jerome Hughes or Cameron Munster. So I've got to assume Pezzett is 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 injured. Um, Pappenhausen, 
playing in the number one jersey for the first time in over a year. Um, I guess uh, for the Storm to win, um, we're going to need to see some of the uh, Pappenhausen magic. Um, I'm not sure that's going to happen. The Broncos, they've got Flegler as uh, the leader of their forwards. Uh, they do also have Jordan Rickey and Brendan Piacura, who would be in the in the 17. Corey yeah. Jensen's played plenty of games. Uh, Paliasia has played a few. And then Marty Tapao comes back from, uh, from uh, the knees in the air. I uh, wonder what we'll see when he runs up the first uh, ball. I'm sure he'll keep his knees down. But I'm going to tip Brisbane here. I just think uh, at home... And the incentive of the uh, the minor premiership, it's a big thing for Brisbane because they haven't won it for decades. Um, so it's Brisbane for me, Shano. Yeah. Um, geez, this one's harder to pick than a broken nose for me. Mm. I, I've, I've, I must have chopped and changed uh, so many times. To the point when we, Graham, when you were reading out the teams and I was putting it all together, I'm like, done. I, I'm I'm picking the storm. And then I hear Griffo and I'm like, well, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's I, a flip I, of the coin. Like, oh, that's hard. it is so much. Look, you know my rule when I flip a coin. Um, home team. I'm picking home team. Can I can I say I'm not going to do that this time? I'm Ooh. actually going to pick. I'm actually going to pick the storm. Reason being, if this man, the Pap, the Flying Dutchman, if he, if he fires and is the point of difference, then that just launches the storm into the final series. I'm picking the storm for no other reason than I just want Ryan Pappenhausen to fire. Um. The other thing I'd rather reason I'm picking Ryan Pappenhausen because it keeps the whole thing alive and, and then it'd be a good game against the Cowboys. But um, yeah, I look, I just look at Ryan Pappenhausen and I just go, you know what? He could well be the difference here between these two sides. When I look at the two teams and, and look, I think what you said, Griffo, was, was very comprehensive. Um be interesting to see the role that the power plays off the bench um, after coming back. I, 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 yeah, I, I think the forward packs are somewhat comparative. I just want to see what the pack can do at fullback. It would also be very interesting if things go pear shaped. Will they promote him to the halves? During the match, I think this is this is a great insight into yeah. the storm. This is made for Bellamy. I, I think this is down to, you know, this is down to the two people we don't see on the team sheets, and that's uh, the two coaches. And Bellamy's got it in spades. I've got the storm in this one. I'm I'm going Brisbane. I don't know why. It's hard. They're at home. I'm sort of looking through the sides. I was looking through the sides to almost say, uh, because there's just something about the Storm. Even the Storm this year, I feel like they've been a bit 
up and down. They've had some games where they'll come yeah. out and they'll love. They don't have the venom, teams. do they, Greg? That they, they once had. They, no, they're not the storm from a few years back. But it's so hard to get a gauge where you say, well, that's unfair to these blokes that are playing because most of them haven't been the ones on the field. Um, the Broncos are at home. I can't even. You can't even look at it and say, oh, key positions. There's certain players there. I'm looking more so at the the forward pack from Brisbane and thinking there might be a few more players there that we're used to to seeing get the job done. And if you win the middle, it sort of takes care of itself. But, you know, you've got some really young players that are, haven't played at this level in key positions. Like like I said, you know, Josh Rogers in there at 5'8". Never heard of um, Josh Rogers. I, I feel, I think it, I think he might have heard of all the others. Um, I think he's playing his first game. I've, yeah, I've ne- never heard of him. Like, not familiar uh, with I'm him. familiar um, with all the others they've got in the 17th. So not him. Yeah, I mean, all I know. Let's have a look. Uh, the quick research: twenty-seven-year-old from Perth. Twenty-seven-year-old from Perth. So he's, there you go. Okay, so he's an AFL guy. Yeah, or well, maybe yeah. yeah. One eighty-six centimeters, ninety kilos. Yeah, good on him. As I don't know much about him. Um, we're about to find out a bit about him, but um, yeah. Look, this is hard. You flip a coin. You, if you if you want to argue around the water cooler and have a crack at someone for tipping either of these teams this week. Um, you know, you're, you're being a bit rough. I think it's going to be a, a, a good game, and I hope there's some young blokes that stand up, and I'm really interested to see what Pappenhausen does. But I'll go Brisbane at home. <laughs> Got to pick someone that's a bit like that, isn't it? Um, Friday, 6 Good PM. luck with the next one, then. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> this is definitely not the top four clash. Uh, we've got the Seagulls taking on the West Tigers. Uh, Four Pines Park, that's Brookvale Oval for those of you playing at home. Uh, yeah, 6pm kickoff. Uh, just one change for the Seagulls. Uh, Madison coming onto the bench. Um, Tulagi going to 18th man. Tigers, uh, Alex Twall and Jake Simkin. They're back for the last game of the season. Big Stefano and John Bateman are out. Um, Appy playing halfback. Uh, and I'd imagine two also doing some kicking, which has worked out all right for the Tigers in recent weeks. Uh, the other interesting thing for this game, guys, Belinda Sharp, referee. Yeah. This weekend... Now, I know we've had female referees in uh, first grade previously, but this weekend is the first weekend that we have female referees officiating under the one referee system. So, um, yeah, really good milestone, a big step forward for um, the referees and uh, women in sport. Belinda Sharp, one of the uh, female referees uh, this weekend, and it will be the Seagulls versus Tigers. Um, Off the excitement of the Gordon Chan Kum Tong uh, debut last week, Griffo. Um, I'm sure Manly will be looking for a for a win, but the Tigers, uh, they've had a horrible season. They'll be looking to, obviously, um, try and finish on a positive two this week. Uh, how do you see this one going? Yeah, I think Manly win. Um, uh, I didn't see too much of the Tigers' roosters. I did see it towards the end when uh, when uh, Warrior Hargreaves you know, sort of 
had a brain snap. I saw that bit. I didn't see too much before. From all reports, the Tigers were pretty poor in that game. Um, Manly, on the other hand, uh, had a big lead over the Bulldogs. Bulldogs got a few late tries. But uh, I think Manly, uh, they've got Daly Cherry Evans at number seven. Um, it's not anywhere near their best side, but it's it's good enough um, with the likes of uh, Olakawa to uh, Jake Trebojevich is there. Kepi uh, and Sipley were pretty good uh, from what I saw last week. Bits of they got pace. Kohler was good at fullback. Pace of Kohler, yes, Saab. Yeah, um, yeah the, the Chan Kum Tong uh, will come on and uh, do his thing. Um, and of course, they've got Mike Tyson uh, still there on the wing. Big Raymond. Um and everybody loves Raymond. So, <laughs> That's what uh, they've been telling us. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think uh, they win. Uh, the Tigers only won four games. Uh, they'll be desperate, I guess. But uh, I think they've been desperate a few times. And um, you know, there's a new name that I haven't seen there. Kit. Kit Lalili. Lalili. Um, haven't heard of him. It'd be interesting to see uh, you know, what he's got in his kit. Um, yep. That's his, uh, his debut. Yeah, I think on. we dub him the Knight Rider. Why not? Why, Why not? not? If his name's um, Kit. Post-season, I think we've got to do our carpool rugby league favourite team. Um, we can do the, the 2023 version and then we can do it all the time. I think so. Oh, yes. But, uh, yes. I think so. Yeah. Yep. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm sticking with the home team. Yep. Uh, yeah, he's actually, uh, I, I should have mentioned there too, um, he's one of two players making their debut for the Tigers this week. Um, so, you know, some Who's the other one, coming in. Uh, the centre, Josh Filetti. Oh, Filetti, that... yeah, yep. Filetti Matteo. Um, <laughs> Josh Filetti Matteo. He played in the under-19s, uh, he played uh, with the Blues. Um, he, he has raps on him, I... yeah. Yeah, good luck to him. Good luck yep. to him. Starting uh, in the centre, so I mean, yeah. it's good for these guys coming in here. It's a bit of a, you know, it's a bit of a, I suppose, audition for possible spot next year, and you know, it's absolutely. Yeah, he's only yeah. eighteen. Eighteen yeah. no, years old. You know, good on him. Um, Shano, what are you thinking about this one? You reckon Manly's got this one as well? No Bateman, no deal. Um, yeah, like outside of Appy basically running the show, um, having no Bateman there, pretty much they're not going to get an offload away. Uh, yeah, I I thought it was a really strange game from the from the Tigers last week. There were times where they seemed in control and just just silly decisions and. You know, pushing the past, trying to be something that they're not. Um, it was funny. There was parts of that game where I actually thought they handed the Roosters uh, possession and, and points rather than the Roosters actually having to work for them. But in the end, you know, it's it, it wasn't great. And I think that Manly's probably going to come through with the win this week, um, which, which yet again, I think creates a situation for creates a situation for um for 
for the Tigers. Uh, I'm not entirely sure what they need to do or where they have to go because, you know, they're now saying to Appy, can you do everything? And he clearly can't. So, you know. It, 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 yeah, yeah, I realise that. Yeah. And, and, you know, I can't <laughs> believe that they're still... I can't believe that they've adjourned for, for, for 10 minutes and have come up with the decision. How the hell were we hard like 15 weeks? Like, it's just ridiculous. Like, the guy... I've I, I, got to be honest with you. I think there's certain... I think there's certain things where the judiciary just needs to say, don't bother. And But that's this, that's another discussion. Um, the one he pleaded guilty to, was that the, the head button? Yeah, trying to downgrade yeah, the appy yeah, tackle. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah, so with prize, it's 153 weeks for that. It's whatever's the next. Um, but yeah, I got Manly. Manly. <laughs> yeah, with you guys. Um, Manly for me in this one. And Manly's another team when we look back. I was just having a quick flick back through the season because I was going to say it and I was like, oh, I better check this before I say it. I, I have a feeling that when Manly play the team's below them and the teams they should beat, they they usually do win. And there have been some weeks where against the you know, the lesser lights, they they do perform well and put on a bit of a score and I expect that this week. And they're one of those other teams that I feel like we would have talked about at the start of the season as having a tough draw. I think they've had a lot of big games against big op- opposition and played um, most of the teams that are currently in the top eight now twice. So I'm confident with Manly, especially being at home. Uh, you know, they've still got some really great players, some good stars in this team, and I feel like when they come up against the teams that they should beat, that they usually do. So I'm going to stick with Manly in this one as well. Okay, uh, Friday, 8 p.m. A core stadium, Sydney. The South Sydney Rabbitohs will host the Sydney Roosters. Um, Basically, this one, it's another chapter in the Book of Feuds. And look, you're effectively looking at the winner making the finals. Um, you know, there's Maybe. A lot of, Maybe. Yeah, Maybe not. Maybe they both miss out. Yeah. The, yeah. I mean, then we come down to sort of for and against and this and that and the other. Yeah. But um, I think if South win, they make it. But if the Roosters win, they don't necessarily make it. True, because of their, um, their, their for poor and for and against. They've actually got a worse for and against than the Cowboys. It's yeah. So look, it's it's one of those games where basically I think the best way to phrase it is uh, the basically both either team has to win to be a chance to play next week, um, and yeah, like you said, I mean even with with South Sydney, I mean I, I, we I haven't gone down this path yet, but a big loss to South and a big win to the Cowboys could actually you know. Um, you know, have an implication there as well. So, you, you know, it's, it's it's all, you know, even, well, even a big win to the Cowboys and a small win to South, I should say, has the implication. There's all these different implications oh, okay. for and against yeah. taken out of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. A Rabbitohs win should get them there. Roosters win, um, possibly yeah. get them there. It's, yeah. It depends it's, on other results. Yeah. So it's, I think there'll be a, a a bit of a nervous wait, especially after that Cowboys game as well. But um, yeah, it just shows how many important games there are this week for the Rabbitohs. The Trell Mitchell is suspended. Um, Blake Taff will play fullback this week. 
Um, Isaac Thompson uh, coming back into the side. It's been a long time since I've seen Isaac Thompson. He gets his turn on the uh, revolving door that is the right wing for South Sydney. Tane Milne's going back to 18th man. So I suppose the good news for South Sydney, both Tane Milne and Tom Burgess, uh, the players that got Simbin in the big game last year, aren't there. So hopefully they can keep 13 on the field. We've got Totola starting at prop with Arrow on the bench. Uh, Cheekham into the back row. Uh, Jacob Host is out with an injury. Cartwright's in the reserves. He's also coming back from injury. Um, I didn't see it on the, the listing there, but I, I also noticed there's no Havili um, no. on the listing as, as well either. So, um, yeah, some, some changes there. Forced ones for the Rabbitohs. Uh, Tedesco's back for the Roosters this week. He missed last week. Obviously, Joe Rhea Hargraves, he is out. Uh, regardless of what's happening at the judiciary tonight, he's going to be out for three matches. Uh, just depends on what happens this evening, whether that stays at three or whether that extends out to seven. Um, but Joey Manu, he's been named. He had a hamstring injury against the Tigers last week, and it was looking... Um, it's looking as though he was going to be out, but they've named him this week, so we're just going to have to do the preview, assuming uh, that he all, takes the field. All, or... all my, uh, all my rooster <laughs> forum hunting, searching people I know pretty much say that's a Robinson, yeah, uh, Furphy pick. That the, basically yeah, it's the get inside South Sydney's head. Um, he may even be a. Uh, withdrawal as soon as tomorrow and definitely by an hour to go will not take place. Still so expect right, to so. see Corey Allen come in. Yeah, that's and that's what everyone's saying, that Corey Allen will play. Apparently at training, Corey Allen's been doing all the running this week so far. Um, does, um, does Corey Allen come onto the wing and Swanley no. go into the come back to form since he's been on the wing. Yeah, and that's what uh, uh, apparently a training today, from what I've heard, a bit of my digging around, is that he's slightly on the wing and Alan, uh, yeah, slightly is on the wing. Sam Walker yeah. also coming back into the side. Obviously, we weren't on the air last week to talk Not much bad about last Sam week. Not bad Sam last Sam week. Sam Walker. So, I mean, that's going to factor in. Uh, Griffo... Um, you know, you don't need to tell us how big this game is, but um, just want to get your thoughts here because there is a lot of, there's been a lot of talk off the field in the bye week, uh, things going on at South Sydney since we've been on the air. Sam Burgess is no longer with the club. Um, there's been the whole issue where there's been suggestions that some players, namely Latrell Mitchell and Cody Walker, are being held to different standards than the rest of the team. And there's even this week, um, the son of uh, the great Clive Churchill, uh, apparently a text message he sent earlier in the year, has leaked where he had some uh, some pretty uh, negative things, we'll put it that way, to say about uh, Latrell Mitchell and um, the pride he brings to the number one jersey that his father famously wore. What are your thoughts on where South Sydney are? I mean, you're only as good as your last game, and the last one was pretty ordinary. Well, I thought they were ordinary in that game. Um, yeah, I'm just thinking, do I unleash Shano? I mean, I th- that's probably... Well, well, one of my things is... 
Let's just cancel the buzzer right? because I don't think you're going to do it in two minutes. You can, you can have the rebuttal. Okay, well, you go. We'll talk about the game after. I am ready to tee off because I have... I'm okay. not even chewing up the buzzer, mate. Right. Swing away. Okay. We'll talk about the game after. I've thought about South Sydney quite extensively since our last since our last uh, loss. And there's a couple of things that have come to my mind. Number one, psychologically, we actually haven't progressed since we come back into the league. And I can prove this to you in two things. If I'd said that Adam Reynolds would leave South Sydney and become a better player, you would have gone, how? What would Kevy do? And yet, how many years do we finish one game from the grand final? I think, I think what the biggest problem here at South Sydney, I think what it's exposed this week is this, is that really when it comes down to the crunch, Whilst we can get players and whilst we can get coaches and whilst we can do a lot of things, it really is the little things behind the scenes that South Sydney still does so poorly. And I'm going to talk about Penrith here, Griffo. And I'm going to talk about Penrith for one reason and one reason only. They've got their program, Panthers on the Prowl. And and we know a little bit about this because we know the we know well, I've actually I've actually gone and seen that their uh, presentations on it, looked at their Building Young Men program, um, sat in on that. We know one person who's very extensively involved with Penrith. Is, is he still... He's not in charge anymore, though, is he? Not too sure. No, because... Um, Wolfie was taking over the job. Oh. Yeah, um... Yes. Uh, so there you go. Rogan, I don't know if he's finished up yet, but... Um, okay. Well, yeah, I know that... Wolfie, uh, I would imagine, by now is is uh, is running the show. Well, one legend to another, really. Yeah. What it done is I remember going to a presentation for Building Young Men at Penrith. And 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 I saw, saw Brogan and oh, his name is... War. His last name's what? I forget. Brad. My oh, Brad. That's it. Brad. Yeah. And I looked at them and I heard them speak and I heard the interactions that they were talking about with the first grade team. And I just thought the strength that these guys build must be immense. Fast forward to today, where nothing phases this rugby league team. They're going for a three-peat, which in this day and age is just, that's the mechanical unicorn of rugby league. I genuinely think that the, that the type of psychology they build with the club has done this. Adam Reynolds goes to, to, to the Broncos and actually improves as a player. Not because Kevy's a genius, but because the structures around the Broncos in this regard is just so brilliant. I look at Melbourne and it's the same. The problem with South Sydney is they have totally missed the mark in this regard. 
and I've said it for years. When it comes to the, and they've got a great program in South Cares, I'm not having a go at that. What I'm having a go at is the minute something slightly goes wrong for them on or off the field, they're like tissue paper. The evidence of that is how many times do you have to be one game from a grand final? How many times? Finally, Bennett took control and said, I'm looking after everything. And it's the closest we've come to a grand final. And we took Penrith to the point where an intercept was the difference. This club is kidding themselves if they honestly think they can keep buying players and that will win premierships. It doesn't anymore. We've got a situation where we've got a coach who I think is, I said he was out of his depth a while ago. I'm not entirely sure whether, whether he is or isn't. All I know is this, is there's a guy who played immense football for this club. And when asked if he could just let things ride to the rest of the season, he said, no, I've got to bail. It's a joke. Sam Burgess is gone. It's, you know, I'm not teeing off and being angry because you know what? I'm beyond that now. Like last year when I had that classic rant that still gets played apparently, um, it was different because I honestly thought they cared. The point where I care more than them, it just gets to the point where it's like, well, your rugby league players, you go on and play rugby league. Look, I, 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 I do get messages and stuff from people close to the club. You know, I understand people like Campbell Graham, he's crook as, you know, he's playing injured every week. Latrell Mitchell's 30 kilos overweight because he's not allowed to run. Get that. Um, whether, you know, Cody Walker sent, sent a text to Burgess. This is all BS in the grand scheme of things. I don't care who you buy. I don't care who your coach is. If you don't have the strength and the will to look after a legacy and win games, you're in all sorts. The reason why the South Sydney club won the grand final in 2014 is it looked at the it was it looked at the legacy. They weren't the best side in the competition. They looked at the legacy that had come before. They looked at what they needed to do. And they wanted to win more than the other person that they were facing. The problem with South Sydney is they don't want to win more than the other person. They think they should win more because of the people on the field. That's this situation. On the weekend, whatever South Sydney team runs out dictates whether they win or lose. If the one that wants to win more runs out, will they win? If the one that says, well, I'm, I'm me, you're you, we're this club, we're the most successful club in the rugby league, we've won the most premierships, we're the red and green, blah, 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 they'll lose. And they'll lose comprehensively. The biggest problem with South Sydney is attitude and psychology. And until Russell, whoever, 
works out that this is the problem, we will not win a cracker. And you know what? We've finished one game away so many times, it makes me sick. I'm telling you now, if Adam Reynolds wins a premiership with the Broncos, it's proof that there's something in this at South Sydney that needs significant change. Whatever happens this week doesn't excuse the fact that then next week they've got to get up and play again. And then next week they've got to get up and play again. You know, from a club in turmoil to, to Murray signing during the week. I think the biggest problem is, is that they not only believe in their own hype, they write it. They are an extremely overrated rugby league team. And there's a ch chunk, a small chunk of players who are busting their ass every week, week in, week out, to the point where they can't move anymore to make this team win. And I just wish those that just, I just wish those who believe in their own hype can have a look at how to play and start playing like that. Because then South Sydney would be a premiership threat. Until that day happens, and until they have a solid look at themselves, and if it's up to the coach, because the buck stops with him, to do so, then do it. But they're not going to win a cracker as long as only half the team turns up and plays. The silver lining is, I think, a lot of the naysay during the week was media hype. You know, Jack Whiten's coming to the club. Well, Jack Whiten will be the best half at the club next year, and he's playing centre. Fucking get real. Maybe not. He won't be playing centre. He'll be playing halfback because our halfback forgot how to play. Because he he's one of your favourites, hey? You love it. You love Lachlan Ilias. You know what? <laughs> you can't just chuck the red and green on and expect that you'd be a superstar or expect to be a champion. No one does it at Penrith. No one does it at the Storm. That's why they are where they are. No one does it at the at the Broncos. They work their ass off for it. I just wish this club would do the same. And it's half the club that's working their ass off and it's the other half kicking it out and the fool knocking on, missing tackles and acting like absolute knuckleheads. They're, they're going to get towed by 50 if they don't fucking wake up to themselves this week. Are they waking up to themselves? Tedesco will run in five tries. And all the... You know what all the talk is about? Oh... When's when's Alex Johnston gonna gonna beat Ken Irvine's record? Get real, fucking score one try next week, mate, and I'll be happy. Because how I many did you score against Newcastle? Duck egg. How many times did the ball go out there properly? Duck egg. They are kidding themselves. It's it's it's. I've never seen. I've never witnessed a bigger fall from grace that a club that can have so many people can just create football to the mediocre standard where they're scratching wins against the Saints. Again, like, the Roosters were in total control last week. When, when South played the Tigers, 
You wouldn't know. It will take, the only thing I can say is I got a gut feeling while Blake Taft isn't as skillful as Latrell Mitchell, he's more fit. Because Latrell's still injured, I think. At least something might springboard this week. But they're kidding themselves if they think they can just turn up and win. And any club that says to people like, the biggest issue I have with the whole week is when you talk to Sam Burgess, who wants to keep hold everyone accountable, and 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 the, and the line to Sam is, look, just just hold your tongue for two weeks and then you're off to England. You're kidding yourself. There are no standards at that club. This is Seabold South Territory, and that was horrendous. I look if we win. I'll be happy. Of course, I'll be happy. We're in the finals. It'll be another finals. If we don't win, it'll be the first time since 2017 since we missed out. The biggest difference was in 2017, a coach got sacked when we were the best club in the competition. We had massive injuries at the start. We had a horrendous run at the start of the season. We we could hardly field a team. And by the end of it, we flashed home. And if we'd made the finals, we probably would have been a good shape for the grand final. This year, if we don't make the finals, we have struggled since round 10. It's been horrendous. It's been awful. I I, I really think that if, you know, if it's finals football that drives South Sydney, well, then win and play it. Because otherwise, um, Mad Monday is going to be this week. Tuesday, you're going to have a day to recover. And on Wednesday, I bloody hope the executive and the head coaching staff of South Sydney get together. We'll be him on his own by the sound of it. Get together and say WTF. Because of all the clubs that have missed the finals, for reasons, I think if South Sydney missed out, this would be a horrendous season. I, yeah, I'm beyond being angry. This is just a joke. And you know what? The last time we did this, a coach got sacked. I'd love to know where what's happening now. Anyway, I'll pick Sears. They've got two years until the coach comes in. He's going to England for two years. He's going to England for two years and he's coming back. That's what I hope. He'll be the coach in two years' time. Anyway. I'm calling it early. No other reason than... I got a tip, Sears? I'm picking Sears because for no other reason than... A, I want them to win... And B, the Watson household will be a lot happier place if they do. Yes. And a, a scoreline, I don't know if we're doing predicting the scores, but from what I can see here, the score I kept during that rant was uh, it's uh, three to two. Three F-bombs to two duck eggs. So uh, I'm sorry, yeah. <laughs> we'll see how we go. I'm going to go to Griffo. Uh, uh, I thought I'll, he was I'll... somewhat subdued. Now, what's the point of getting angry with something that... You know what? It's just like, but this if is I fire the talking's up, got to happen on the field now. It's right. I don't think we're at. Do it. No, yep. Whatever I say. Yeah. You know, like we've been duh. saying it for saying it for weeks. No. Um, what do you think here, Griffo? I mean, we've got 
it's, it's almost the, the battle for the ultimate disappointments because I know people are talking about South Sydney as being the biggest disappointment because of where they were, say, three months ago as premiership favourites, but we've also got the uh, Roosters just, um, here. Just on this game, guys, just on this game, I know it had no bearing. Maria uh, Hargreaves was unsuccessful. Um, he'll be out for seven. Yeah, it's uh, four right. matches. Yeah, I, I, I think it, I, I got. I think it's actually seven, not enough. But that's my opinion anyway. Um, Roosters also disappointing. They'll they'll be looking. I mean, if they can somehow sneak into the finals with a win here and other results going their way, this would be a massive turnaround because this is a team we've talked about all year. We're our minor premiers. Um, big disappointment. Still technically in with a chance of making the finals here if they can get over South. Yeah, Graham. Um, I, I do expect the Roosters to win this game. Um, I don't think Joey Manu will play. Uh, I don't think when you've got a hamstring injury, uh, the risk of uh, starting the game and then basically being down a 16-man team is, is, is worth it. Um, if it's a minor hamstring injury, I think he, I think they still get the job done. And you think you want him playing? I think they'd play Newcastle actually, most likely. Um, and I would uh, I would fancy them against the Knights, even though the Knights have been fantastic. Uh, this team, I, at the start of the year, I thought they would be the minor premiers. Well, they're, they're far from that, but. Um, yeah, they haven't had a good year, but what they have done is uh, get themselves into a position where they're probably playing amongst the best football they've played this year. It's been a bad year. They're not too far off full strength as far as uh, talent goes. Obviously, uh, Maria Hargreaves not there, and I don't expect Manu to be there. I look at the South team, and I don't see a team... Uh, that resembles too closely what their best team is uh, for a variety of reasons. Uh, principally, their fullback is suspended. Seems like a long time ago that that happened. Uh, a one-week suspension and, and uh, it's dominated uh, everything about rugby league, even though South didn't play last weekend. Um, the saga just rolled on and... and uh, it, you know, you've talked about the fact that a club legend um, is no longer there, even though he's not a player. Um, I, I fully agree, Graham, that uh, he will come back as, as the coach. Uh, the only question is when. Um, Demetrio... Uh, sort of everything appears to be he's the sort of coach that uh, some of the players obviously take to because it would seem from all reports that that uh, he's he's not you know afraid just to let uh, some of the players please themselves Uh, that's probably a bit simplistic but the whole talk since and the, the talk wasn't there when South were winning. The talk's been there since in the second half of the year when it's been pretty poor from them. A lot of the second half of the year, Latrell hasn't been there due to injury. 
Now he's not there due to suspension. Um, he was criticised heavily by Phil Gould before all this uh, has gone down in recent weeks. Uh, we saw the comments from someone who is obviously a, a massive fan of the the rabbit holes, but is only a name because of his father. Um, but uh, he was quite damning of of Luttrell's role in the club. Um, and then he came out and apologised and a, a huge amount of people, South supporters, saying he shouldn't apologise because what he was saying was actually the truth. Now, that's a matter of opinion. Um, but, I, think, uh, I think some of his comments were... Oh, they, 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 they went the over the me. top. He went over the yeah, top. Yeah, no, it went beyond like, just. Yeah, I think I talent think they on the field and go a bit personal. I think. Yeah, yeah they did need to be. Yeah, yeah. Look, but the fact is that supporters of the club, the majority of them, are completely disgruntled by what they've seen take place over the last, not just the last few weeks. It's a bit longer than that, but. Um, Sam Burgess is an icon of the club um, and a man who only wants to see success. Now, what he sees as success and how to go about it is obviously different from what the current coach sees. Um, and, I mean, the bottom line is, even when people have been talking about it, who don't want to criticize Latrell too much, but the word lazy always seems to come out. Um, mm -hmm. and, and it's a fact. He is, on the field, lazy as a fullback. He doesn't get to the positions he needs to be. Um, this is why he should be playing in the centers, yeah. which is his best spot for a guy who is not that you know he's not an athlete in the terms of fitness and all that he's an amazingly talented and skillful guy powerful all of the above but inconsistent and unreliable in terms of being in the right place at the right time and something um, Nathan Cleary picked him apart last year oh, 100% in the uh, in the game yeah. where, you know, a, a grand final was was up for grabs. Yeah. Um, and 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 can I just add something? Something my fury I I was going to mention, but forgot. Um, a team that's absolutely now been picked apart to try and get South Sydney into the finals is our New South Wales Cup side that finished second. That when South Sydney, the first grade side, seemed to fail they started to succeed and build a team that was actually doing well, that now we have to pull apart for this week to try and scrounge a win when, when, the, when the New South Wales Cup side to finish second just seems to be flying. Ben, there's a guy that you are a massive fan of and I think is a highly talented guy. He's wearing number one this week. Yeah, he's played most of the year in New South Wales Cup. Mm -hmm. Shouldn't have, 
but has. And next year he'll be wearing uh, blue and white. Um, yeah. I think it's a big loss to the club. Obviously, after they signed White, and, uh, there really wasn't uh, room under the cap uh, and in the 17, I guess, for, for Blake Taff. Um Struggle to play first grade this year, and then you bring in another guy who mm-hmm. um, potentially plays a similar position. Uh, I think he's a big loss, um, but he's there this week. Uh, it, it'd be very ironic if if he comes up with a man of the match performance and they win. Um, I hope it, I hope I hope so because it's it's actually stymied the New South Wales Cup sides game against the Warriors this week. Yeah, well, he'd be the best player, surely, wouldn't he? Yeah. yeah. And Dean Hawkins has been pulled from the side for reasons best known to to you, me, God, and... Well, and he, Dean Hawkins is number 22, so he, he probably... Oh, well, I bloody hope that he gets yeah. thrown yeah, back. I'm, a, I'm assuming that the New South Wales Cup team's going to play as named. I know they so... play on Saturday. I know they play on Saturday, I just... Yeah, yeah. You, I, I usually look at the reserve grade side and it sort of gives me an insight as to who might be dropping out of the team because they've got Hawkins at halfback. Milne and Munro are both in the side for this week. Um, there's still some talent in that team. So Luca Fafita, Mamazoulos, Jed Cartwright. Um, I, look, yeah, all those guys are on the extended. If the reserve, Sales are yeah. 1 to 17, that helps that New South Wales Cup side massively. Yeah, you're, anyway. Uh, uh, as far as the NRL goes, I think they lose. I might be wrong, Graham. Yeah, uh, you, 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 you're speaking a lot of sense there. Uh, one thing I want to bring up in talking about this game, and it's a sort of Demetrio slash South Sydney sort of thing. The first thing I wanted to talk about was Jason Demetrio and just the way we talk about South Sydney as being this really successful club over the past two years, which I don't think is the case. Have they um, been? No. And this is where people are coming out of last year saying South were a game away from the grand final. We're always South, South Sydney's... Yeah, but South Sydney's um, credibility is highly inflated. We have a coach who, as of today, I've just added it up, he's got a 56, 56% win rate. That's Jason Demetrio. So South Sydney, I know it's a big if, but if they win this game on Friday... They'll sneak into the top eight, and the with the results the way I, you know, I sort of looked at it, they, they, I think they'll end up coming seventh because I think the Sharks will win. So South could very well, if they win this week, come seventh with a thirteen and eleven record. South Sydney last year came seventh with a fourteen and ten record. So South win this week and go in seventh. The only difference is a, is one game. Really, it's the same result on the ladder. They're one game worse off than last year. So if we look at where they are from now to last year, they've regressed one game. This is where South Sydney... What's that? Madge was sacked for a lot less. South Sydney have not been a top side over the past few years. South Sydney last year... Got into the finals. They beat the the two. They beat a couple of teams who, you know, okay. Where they beat? They beat the Roosters. And then they beat the Sharks. Okay. 
it, it could be the same thing this year. I mean, who knows? They could put together a really good couple of weeks of footy. There's every chance that if they get into the finals and come seventh, they could play the Sharks week one. And if that, you know, that's not unrealistic to, to win. Then they play the Warriors. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that South's going to be a game away from the grand final, but all I'm saying is South Sydney aren't that far, but they're, they're pretty much in the same spot they were this time last year. Nothing yeah. has progressed. What inflated South Sydney's credibility was that they had this really big peak earlier on this season when other teams were still building. A coach, as I said, he's got 56% win rate. Um, if they lose Friday, surely they give him a... Surely he's the, he's the coach with under pressure going into next season, and he'll be the one I put on the, um, the tipping sheet as the first coach sacked because um, th- there are so many stars in that team, and at some point you've got to find the coach... Uh, accountable, I think Sam Burgess was no, a scapegoat. You know what I think, Ray? I, I seriously think the club, the club, the club themselves need a good hard look at themselves. We've, we've, we've dwelled on South far too long, but the club themselves need a very good hard look at themselves on how, like they bug it up. Look, look. They bug it up because you can see that when the chips are down, they just turn to water. And I think that, yeah. I think I, I think if I was Demetrio at the end of the year, I'd call out for what it is. We are a psychologically fragile club. Mentally, we're fragile. We can't go into big games and win. We can't do it well. Last year, the biggest game of the year was the last round where beat the Roosters, get a bit of, you know, leapfrog into the, that would have, I think, leapfrogged us into the four. We didn't do it. We then beat the Roosters week one. Tedesco was binned, like, through HIA very early, so then we didn't have to deal with him. The second week, anyone would beat the Sharks. We then played Penrith, where 12-0 up, we control the game, and we just failed. And how many times, how many games do players, you know, Adam Reynolds didn't get his shit together. Cookie doesn't get his crap together. Um, I feel for Walker, I think in the grand final, he was probably the, the best player for South. I think he, he really tried to do things. But it's just every time we look at these games, last week, must win game, Latrell Mitchell, nah, couldn't do it. Our forward pack, couldn't do it. Our halfback couldn't do it. Our buddy hooker couldn't do it. You know, it's just like when these big games come about, they can't do it. That's yeah. not coach. That's not players. That's a bigger issue that 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 Blake Solly, the board, and everyone needs to say, what do we need to do now? Because this is why the dogs are where they are. This is why the Tigers are where they are, because these were very successful rugby league clubs that all of a sudden jumped into the well and couldn't get out. Anyway. Um, I think... Um, if I tip with my head, I'm tipping the Roosters here, but South yeah. will be on the tipping sheet for me. 
just because of pure loyalty. But um, part of their problem in in recent times has been the trouble been the trouble in Wilburys going here, there, and everywhere. Yeah, yeah, sure the games. It's their first That's game in Sydney for say, six weeks. You know, we're going to play in Cairns. We're going to play. Well, they've been played in Perth. Like, yeah, that's very play more games mm. at home, real home yeah. games, and win them. That's the six, how you become successful. Yeah, yeah, nah, fair call. So, look, they're back at home this week. It's all on the line. It's the last chance. So, uh, all that's left, I mean, we've talked about South Sydney to death. The media's talked about them to death. they just got to get it. We just need a game. We just need them to play some footy. Um, yeah. All right, so uh, first game of Super Saturday, 3 p.m. The Dolphins uh, at Suncorp Stadium uh, hosting the Warriors. Now, this is another one tips just to keep an eye on because there are um, plenty of uh, changes for the um, for the Warriors. Uh, for the home side first, I always do home sides first, so I'll go with the Dolphins. Um, Bromwich is back from his groin injury. Um, Jared Wallace back to the bench. Um, Josh Kerr suspended for this one. For the Warriors. Now, they've already been guaranteed a top four finish. They can't finish in the top two. Regardless of what's going on, they're going to finish um, third or fourth. So they'll get a second by the cherry, but they will be playing away week one. So Andrew Webster has um, decided to rest a lot of stars. So we've got Chance Nickel Clockstad, um, DWZ, Sean Johnson... They're all out. Um, so, other news. Um, Tamari Martin back at 5'8". Um, so, I mean, Luke Metcalf, he's out of the side, isn't he? I'm just looking at the ins and outs. Yeah, he's injured. Yeah, yeah and we've also got um, Tohu Harris. He's another player who um, has a back injury. Dylan Walker Blake's will start lock. Adam Fanua Blake. Um, I'm just looking at this outs list they've got here. Yeah, Fanua Blake, Nicola Klotstad, Martinez, Lesniak, Metcalf, Johnson, Harris, Egan, all on the outs list for them. So a lot of big stars missing for the Warriors. Um, and, and they are the players that have really driven this this resurgence of this the New, uh, the New Zealand team this year, uh, Griffo. They come up against the Dolphins side who are playing for pride and will see out this game... Um, to see out their season, uh, the last chance for them to um, to go out with their heads held high uh, at, at home. I know it's not their spiritual home, but it is a home game for them. Um, do you think those Warriors players being out will be enough for the Dolphins to get the job done? Yeah, it's the first time I've seen this list. Uh, actually, I think I'm going to tip the Dolphins. Um, not because I rate them, but... The Warriors, we talked about the, the key players that are out of this team. Uh, Fidel Blake is arguably the best front rower, or has been the best front rower this year. Sean Johnson may win the Dally M this year. Um, big loss, Metcalf, he was going really well. Shans has been outstanding. DWZ has had by far his best year in the NRL. Um, by a long way. Uh, Tohu Harris... Uh, the spiritual, uh, you know, he, he's heart and soul of, of the Warriors. Um, not just that, but he's he's a good player. Um, yeah, I, 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 you know, 
Who would have thought at the start of the year the Warriors are going into round 27 resting players because they're in the top four? <laughs> Who would have thought that? It's no, amazing, I isn't it? Um, uh, it's such a credit to them. They have had an amazing year. Um, but I, I don't know that they're going to win this game. Um, so I'm sticking Dolphins simply because of the, the guys that are out of the Warriors team. Shane yeah, Dolphins for me. I just think there's too many players out. Continuity means a lot. Um, can I get your thoughts, gentlemen? I I look at this game and and I think that I look at this game and I think the the Warriors have built momentum on 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 just playing good football week in, week out on consistency. Does does not playing these players sort of cause this? You know, I, I, I can it cause this inconsistency? I think Griffo. I, I I think though, Penrith have always been good at resting players and turning yeah. up. Uh, are the Warriors this side at the moment that can can afford to do this? I would have thought that the Warriors. We just want to build momentum. I understand you don't want injuries, and I fully. Uh, no, I, I think um, Andrew Webster was was you know for a few years part of the the Penrith system. Yep. Uh, he was there for two years, and they won two comps. Yep. Um, he, he's obviously a smart operator. Yep. Um, working with Ivan, um, he knows how how to, how to win comps. He's he's seen yep. it. He's been part of it. So. Uh, no, I, I think they're doing the right thing. Yep. Um, I'm assuming. Well, we know Tohu's, you know, had his injury problems this year. Um, Chance has had a few recent injuries. Uh, I'm not sure about DWZ, but uh, um, no, I, I I think it's it's a good yeah, move. Nah, you know, I... you've got a top four berth wrapped up, and you do have a second bite to the cherry. True. So. True. Um. Even if you lose that first week, you you'll have your best team back together. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think they're going to lose uh, anything. They're not by by not playing this week. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I think the Dolphins win this one. I think there's just too many players there missing for the Warriors, and yeah, I think that. Um, yeah, I, I know this sounds a bit unfair and you know if, if if the Warriors were at full strength I'd definitely be tipping them but you know I, I still you know I'm still jury's still out for me a bit on the Warriors I think they have oh, a, of course have a have a you know a bad game in them here and there even when their stars are there so I think they'll really struggle this week without some of those uh, key guiding players uh, in particular Sean Johnson so um, yeah Dolphins Dolphins for me so yeah all right, our next game, uh, Penrith Panthers versus the North Queensland Cowboys. 5.30 kickoff at Penrith on Saturday evening. Uh, we alluded to some of the uh, changes for the Panthers earlier. Um, obviously, last week, um, there, there were some players missing. We talked about Dylan Edwards. He's back. Taruva's back. Um, Mitch Kenny, Scott Sorensen. Uh, no, no Mitch Kenny still. No Mitch Kenny? Nope, Is he in the no, extended reserves? No? No. I don't know no what's Kenny. wrong with Mitch Kenny. No, Summerton's at nine. Sorry. 
I assumed that Kenny was back this week. My mistake. So it's just Edwards, Taruva, Sorensen, Eisenhurst on the reserves, uh, Tungo on the reserves list there too. No, you're right. Um, and, and really the big outs, I suppose, still, um, Jerome Luai, who was injured in last week's game. Um, so be interesting to see. I mean, obviously, if Isaac Tungo comes back into that team and takes the place of um, uh, Tyrone Peachy, then, um, you know, they're, they're looking uh, pretty pretty hot then in the back line, albeit without uh, Jerome Luai. This was one of those games, though, where, you know, a lot of players were suggested they'd be rested and it didn't happen. Um, the Cowboys, they've got the same 17 that won last week, as you could imagine. Uh, they're looking to win. A win for the Cowboys may get them... In the eight, I think I've got that right. I think it does um, get them in the eight. It should get them. Oh. It depends. A win for, the, South... Cowboys. A A win win for the... the Cowboys if South it's win. It's not guaranteed. If right. South gotta... win, no, they're probably struggling. If the Roosters win, they're a chance. Yep. If, if the, the Raiders lose, the Raiders win. lose, they're in. Yeah. yeah, so I think that's a big chance. Raiders losing. Yeah, if the Raiders lose the Sharks, it's a high possibility. So for all intents and purposes, the Cowboys here, if they win, they can make the eight. Um, very interesting, as I said there, Griffo. Uh, a lot of us were expecting the Panthers to look very different to what they do this week. Uh, we just talked then about a team who is guaranteed their top four spot. Penrith are guaranteed the top two spot. Um, first of all, thoughts on Penrith is a lot of this having the stars there to try and, you know, make sure that all the, the coggers in the machine rather than the cogs in the machine are all, uh, turning at the, at the right, turning the right way and working together. Does it show that they still want to get the minor premiership? What are your thoughts behind them effectively announcing their best possible team from what I understand um, going into the finals when the top two is already sewn up considering they do have a history of resting players my thoughts this is a massive surprise when I looked at this team uh, a little after four o'clock I did not expect to see these guys uh, you know their top guys named I still think uh, I guess it depends to some degree the result of the Broncos uh, game um, I'd be surprised if Isaiah Yo plays, uh, even though he's named. He hasn't had a rest. Some of the other guys have had a rest. I thought they might have given the props a rest. Um, but again, given uh, the makeup of of the side of the uh, reserves bench, there's not a lot of props there. I think Eisenhuth might come in for Isaiah Yo. Um, I might be wrong on that, but. Uh, they obviously want to win the game if, if this is the team they're putting out. Um, yeah, I'm not quite sure what's wrong with Mitch Kenny. Well, what I will say is that Mitch Kenny not being there has has had a, an impact uh, on the defense. Um, they've missed his... Uh, he, he sort of leads the, the defense, Mitch Kenny. He, he's not the most far from the most skillful number nine running around. Um, 
but uh, they've missed him. Um, and uh, I'm assuming he's not too bad. Uh, he was on uh, on the Matty John show on, on Sunday night and uh, got the impression he was going to play this week. But um, he's not there. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if, if, if Tango plays. I hope he does. Um, give him get a bit of match fitness um, for what what he hasn't played for five or six weeks. Uh, this team that they've listed sort of almost has me tipping Penrith. Um, I, I was thinking I'd be tipping the Cowboys this week because they'd play their reserve grade team, but it's not to be. Um, Cowboys, everything to play for. Panthers, not everything to play for. They've got a top two spot wrapped up. That's why I thought they'd be resting guys. I, I still think we might uh, see some guys rested. Uh, might, maybe even Nathan Cleary you, it could play Cogger at uh, at seven and, and Jamin Salmon at six, but I guess they're trying to develop that combination because they know Luai won't be there for the first week at least. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with Penrith, but uh, we'll see because I, I do think maybe there might be one or two changes. Yeah, Shane, might, be, might be a couple when you look at that uh, uh, extended bench there, right? Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm picking Penrith. I, I'm with Griffo, everything that Griffo says about Penrith, I never, ever want to um, go against. I think that it's... I, I was the same. I, I, I genuinely looked at the team and I thought, wow, like, what, what, what are we going to be looking at come, come, the, come the game for, uh, for, the, for the Cowboys? Um, and then when I saw the Penrith side, I went far out. Like, that's... That's that's two things. I, I think they'll rest a couple, but it's like this it's this willingness to just be the best. And if we've got a shot to be the best team at the end of the season, then don't let that go to waste. Yeah, we got a grand final ahead of us. It's like every little accolade for this club matters, and that's why they're awesome. Um I think that I've got Penrith with with the way the teams are announced, and and I don't only have Penrith. I've got Penrith well. Um, yeah, I, I I I've you know for all intents and purposes, it, it, you know what matters, I suppose, is is that the Cowboys win. They they put themselves within earshot, depending on other results. Um, but I just look at this team as being announced, and yeah, you know, Penrith is just a machine. Like no matter who you take out, last week was a blip. Last week was, you know, the the loss you need to have. It was the how many times can you win all these games in a row? Um, I think they're going to win this week. They're going to go into the finals with every piece of momentum. I. They're very, very good football team. I, I've got them winning. And, 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 and you know what? They may even be my margin. Yeah. But, yeah. Look, I don't know if I'm picking them for the margin confident. Um, I know they were a different team last week, but... they sh- Penrith, yeah, that, they'll, they'll win this if that's the team that runs out. But, geez, the Cowboys... The Cowboys have been playing some good... 
Good football. Um, when their attacks on, it is on. They, be. This will be a. I think this will be a really close game. I think the Cowboys will give themselves every chance, but especially at home. I, I feel like people might be talking a bit different about this game if it was, uh, say, up in Townsville and the Panthers had to travel and all that sort of thing. But um, Panthers at home with the team they've named, uh, going with Penrith in that one, which would suggest, fellas, that we're. Based on all our tips so far, the Cowboys are missing the top eight. Would seem so. I've been keeping a track of the tips so we can, at at the end of the podcast, I'll actually give you guys, based on your tips, who the top eight would be. So um, very interesting to see where, yeah, where it all, I'm not asking for your top eight predictions, I'll... I'll work it out from who you've tipped here. That's why you're the uh, captain, Graham. And uh, yep, steering the steering the ship. Yeah. Uh, probably big, uh, you know. Obviously, the ladder predictor on the NRL website's going to do most of the work. But uh, yeah, either way, it's going to be a bit of fun. Um, this next you know game, what I thought was a, you know what I actually thought would throw the cat amongst the pigeons. So, a South Sydney Roosters draw. Oh uh, yeah, I don't even want to have to start to work that out. It's um. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it's an interesting one because I don't think it's... I think it would be better for South if it's a draw, but yeah. Not if, it's, not if the Cowboys win. If the Cowboys win, it's not good because then the Cowboys go above both of them. Um, oh yeah, mate, there's enough drama going on this weekend without draws. So <laughs> we'll see how we go. Um even the Raiders Sharks game, if that's a draw, that'd make things interesting. But anyway, um, yeah, you never know though in rugby league, do you? Uh, the next game we're going to talk about is the Dragons versus the Knights. This one's at um, this one's at Cogra uh, on Saturday evening. It's a Dragons home game. Uh, the Newcastle Knights—they've been in some good form, but obviously missing um, a big star this week. Uh, Caelan Ponga's shoulder injury, so AC joint. Uh, Lockie Miller's going to replace him at fullback. Hastings is in the reserves this week. He's been out for a couple of weeks. Um, Fitzgibbon also in the reserves. Uh, they're resting a couple of players, though. So in addition to Ponga, Frizzell, Gagai, Crossland uh, all being rested. So Jones, Tuala, and Fayomi Brown coming in. Uh, Riley Jones making his debut off the bench. Um, he's a... Going to be playing a backup hooker role from my understandings. So, um, for the Dragons, I should say also too, DeBellum back from suspension. So, Molo going to the bench. Um, Matt Finai is back on the wing this week. Sullivan on the reserves. So, you know, it's, it's now or never given it's the last round. So, he either plays or he doesn't. But, um, intriguing match. <laughs> not intentionally no. <laughs> just look, I'm sure that there'll be a few blokes that are on the field having a rest going off their form for the year but the Dragons are obviously taking this one seriously they've got all the players available on board for this one Griffo um, they're at they're at no risk of um, actually I was just looking at this no they're at no risk of winning the when's their presentation night is anyone I heard yeah. they're having a barbecue. Well, more people show up to the barbecues <laughs> than the presentation there. I heard they're having a barbecue. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, interesting one, this one, too, because the Knights have 
they're, they're guaranteed a home final. So they'll finish fifth or sixth. Yep. So they've rested players here. For them. Um, mammoth achievement. Like, what a season for the, for the Knights. And really, comes back to it, that draw they had earlier in the year... Um, is what's really put them in that that position there because Safety if they zone. yeah, yeah th- it's been really good for it. it's worked. You know how we said sometimes a draw can work yeah. as good a as loss a win or, a win or as good as a loss. Like, but having at... having backed it up with a really good uh, season, I think they're yeah. fourteen one and nine. Um, another tough one to tip though because at full strength you'd say the Knights for sure with the way they're playing. Sure. Um, I don't know. Does this bring the Dragons into it? What's your advice for the tipsters this week? Um, uh, uh, we've been having a bit of a joke at the expense of the Dragons, but the reality is they've been having a dig under um, Coach Ryan Carr. Um, and I'm sure they'll have a dig this weekend. I give them a chance because, as you say, um, the you know the the guy that's really uh, got Newcastle uh, firing is not there this week, Kalen Ponga. Um, they've still got a good side. This majority of the guys have been there. Uh, Bradman Best has been in great form. Dom Young, Greg Marju, scoring a lot of tries, those guys. Um, they're all there. Adam Clune's been quite good uh, in, the, in the two games he's covered for Hastings, and Gamble's been playing well. So um, I think they're probably favourites. Um, Dragons... We might see a sort of similar performance to what we saw from Parramatta last week, the last game of the season. Um, basically, you know, well, we para, you know, weren't going to make the eight, but Dragons are in the same boat. But I, I, I give them a chance. Um, in in fact, I might even uh, not that it matters. But I'm going to tip the Dragons. Chano. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you. I'm tipping Dragons this week. I, I agree with everything you said. I think I think as a as a crew and as a collective they really have had a go. They've 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 ripped in, they've I I felt from in certain games where it's just it's they've got they've got they've got New South Wales Cup and sometimes older than that playing certain positions that just and it's not it's not that they don't have skill, that's not fair. They just don't have experience. They're they've promoted certain players far too early. Um they've they've had to play certain games and I think the coach should be commended because they're gonna it's gonna read they finish maybe second last. We'll we'll be second last actually. And it's well and truly like when you look at what they've done. And how they've pushed teams and, and and how close they've come and the expansive football at times that they've played, I think they've done better than what everything suggests. I you know, I I I've got you know, I think they win. I think in the wash up of this year, they've actually created a bit of a foundation to to to, to move forward on. I, and I just hope that they, I hope that they harness that because, for me, the, the the dragons. They've not they've gone away from the hopeless. They were hopeless at times this year. They've gone away from that. They've actually competed. 
I think they're I think their season and the teams they've played hasn't helped, but at the back end especially. But I, I think their coaching staff in the last half of the year should be applauded. I think they've 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 really ripped in and in most games. I'm going to tip the Knights in this one. Um, I know they've got a lot of players out, but um, I just feel like they've been on a real roll. Uh, even some of the players that are, are still there, they're in great form. Like you know, They've been great, haven't they? Great even, even Kloon coming in at, at halfback. Yeah, he's been good, and He's been really good. And, you know, a really nice balls to set up tries last week. Yeah. And we know that Greg Marzio is a, is a try-scoring machine. He's a good finisher. Brabham best. He just... He just gets better and better. Uh, Dominic and, Young. And, and their back, their backs you know, are, they've got some good good backs there. They play to their strengths. They kick to Dom Young. They go, he's the tallest yep. guy on the field. I just think they're playing with so much confidence. And I think that they're playing with... Yeah, they're just... They're just I just feel like as a team, it's almost like not to send you around the block again, Shane. But it's almost like when you look at the Knights, they've got what Seahawks don't have. They've got that, you know, that belief, that confidence... That whoever's yeah. there, whatever they do, they get the job done. And just for the last two months, what have they won now? Is it seven in a row? Is that right? I think it's eight. It's eight now, is it? I think so. Yeah, that's the last that's game phenomenal. they lost, Graham, was when they played the Penrith Reserve Grade side. That's right. Yeah, it seems and, like a long uh, time and, ago, um, doesn't it? Christian Welch made that comment to Greg Bellamy at the press conference saying. How did Newcastle lose? Penrith had no one. And he, I didn't disagree with the call. <laughs> yeah. Bit him on the ass because I know. they, uh, they, they got done. beat uh, not long after that by the yeah. Knights. But I just think there's a lot of confidence about them. And um, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's four key players missing, but um, yeah, there's still a lot of players there that are week in, week out doing some great things for the. For the Knights, and I think that confidence and that that attitude carries through. So, I'll, I'm going to go the Knights this week in uh, in this one. I think that should be a good game. Okay, our first game on Sunday uh, will be the Titans taking on the Bulldogs. This one will be at Seabus Super Stadium on the Gold Coast. Um, Mo Fodawaka's back. Um, he missed last week. I think was it was that one of the ones where he had a, the birth of his child. Is that correct? Oh, he got suspended. I think he was suspended for okay. a bit. Yeah, I thought there was charge a couple of weeks okay. ago. Yeah, I thought there was talk. I might have again mixed up with someone else where he was uh, going to miss anyway. But yeah, true, he was also suspended. Um, Isaac Liu's out. He's got a finger injury. He picked up last week. Um, Interesting note here for the Bulldogs is uh, no Tavita Pengai Jr. So um, he's a, he's finished he's in the NRL. Got the boxing. Uh, yeah, so he'll be uh, he's now officially a boxer because he's not playing. This Retired. Um, yeah, interesting, interesting thing there. Also, interesting comments there as well. Um, I know the one line that the media picked up on was uh, when he said that when he was younger, it wasn't as though he loved rugby league, but he's. Uh, he felt as though he was forced into it by his parents because it's sort of, you know, it's, it's what you do is the way he, he described it. So, um, you know, hopefully for him he finds his passion in boxing and uh, good luck to him because for someone who I suppose didn't necessarily, you know, have that passion for it or that desire 
as a young kid, he did a very good job and he um, he had a very successful career. So, yeah, all the best to him with his uh, in his he, boxing he career. He did some good things, Graham. He did. Yeah. He also said he supported Queensland and then reneged yeah, on he that. Did. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I think yeah, unfortunately, he's... Um, yeah. Look, an unbelievable talent wasted yes. to a large degree. Yeah. yeah. Um, other news for the dogs, uh, Edwards is out, Max King in, um, Hughes and Morin on the bench. They got Fatala Mariner and Sutton on the reserves, but, um, yeah, that, they'll, they'll keep an eye on them if they're, yet again, it's the last game of the season. Um, if they're good to go, they might come in, but, um, the Titans, uh, they're, they're, they're an interesting team, I know, um, you know, some weeks we look at the Titans and we're, you know, we're disappointed by them. Other weeks we're really impressed by them. Uh, last week, obviously, came up against a really good side in Melbourne and the game got away from them. They're back at home this week and looking to finish off on a positive note. Um, thoughts on the Titans this week? Because I know that you are very keen on a lot of their players, Griffo, and there's a lot of talent. Um, I am. This team. Um... I'm actually going to tip him uh, and tip him as my margin this week. Um, I can't be confident in that because they often let me down. But uh, um, if you look, and, and I know they're missing uh, Campbell, but they've got plenty of pace there, plenty of skill. Uh, they've got the forward power of Fifita, Fasuo Malaawi, Fotuweka. Jamin Jolliffe was very good for him last week. Um, and, of course, <coughs> uh, they've got coming off the bench a new Carpool Rugby League, uh, uh, Jacob Alik. Um, I like the look of him, not just the name, but I like the way he plays. Um, so I think they're going to be licking their lips, actually, coming up against uh, the Bulldogs because they've been rubbish. Um They've been very disappointing. They've this year. been rubbish. Yeah. Uh, and what a, what a massive disappointment what, to their what, fans. What we got, um, you know, reports of people walking out of the training session because they're asked to do something that they felt they didn't need to do because they got fined for I don't know, missing a tackle or whatever it is. Braden Burns pretty much walking away from the club saying, "This is crap. Find me somewhere else to play." The culture of this place is rubbish. It's not looking good at Belmore. No, no, no. it's not. Um, yeah, they should have done better. No matter how you look at it, they won seven games last year. Um, they've won seven this year to this point. Hmm. They've probably got more points because there's been an extra buy. Um, but... Uh, Seven and seventeen is a record. Much, much was said about their signings for this year, and I know Kikau was injured for a lot of the year, and Thompson was injured and whatnot. But players who played at other clubs and gone to this club have gone; their career has regressed. Basically, I can't think of too many that they've signed who were playing better than when they played with a different club. Um, they bring in Crichton next year. Um, they bring in the former, you know, disgraced uh, 
guy from the Sharks, uh, runs fast, but, you know, he was on the gear. Um, Sherry. Uh, Sherry, that's it. Bronson Sherry. So that's really a, that's a gamble, um, that purchase. Um, they are bringing in uh, the weak gutted dog, Jamin Salmon. Um, they're bringing in Blake Tuff. I think that's a good signing. Um, so, in theory, they, they'll have a, a better squad next year, in theory. But that's what we've been saying for the last couple of years with the Bulldogs. Um, Pangai Jr. leaving is a big bonus to them because he was on a lot of money. Yeah, so that frees yeah. up. They, they, you know, they was you know, saying that, oh, you know, he, he, it was his choice. I think there would have been a mutual uh, agreement there. Oh, really? You're thinking about that, Tavita? Okay. Um, good luck with your boxing. Uh, I think, yeah, that they've been a disappointment. Um, they may win this game, but I don't expect so. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm tipping, as I said, uh, I'm all, all for the Gold Coast, uh, which might be to my, uh, my might be to my uh, detriment. Um, I don't often tip the Gold Coast to uh, to, to do your bogey team, aren't they, Griffo? Well, they have been earlier in the year. They were, but I just I, I was looking at a game this week that I thought, you know, a team I, I was pretty confident, in, and because of the the fact that a lot of the good teams are resting players, it makes it hard to tip them. Um, but I do think uh, if the Gold Coast fire, um, they they win by a lot. But it's a big if with the Gold Coast. You never know. Graham, what are you? You got any thoughts on uh, who you, given that I'm, I'm going Gold Coast, any thoughts on your margin for the week? Because I know no. it won't be the Titans. It won't, <laughs> no, it won't, because uh, although you've got a pretty good lead on me, don't you? Not, not, not insurmountable, though. Because it's pretty much, it's. Oh, what have I got to make up this week? You're on oh, 380. Or something. Nah, or 44, sorry, 44. 44, is it? 44. Yeah. I had so Warriors they... last week. You had... Uh, they yeah, were plus 12. Yeah, yeah. I, think I think I had Brisbane. Had the, they only won Broncos it. Plus 11, so... Yeah, so it wasn't... Us. Um, but you're still a chance. You're still a chance. Yeah, I need to find a team who's going to have a big win. Oh, gosh. Not the Titans. I don't know. Gosh, that's a, that's a, that's a tough one. I think the Titans... On this game, I think the Titans will win this game. Um, you were tipping the Titans as well, Shane. Is that right? Titans. Yeah. Well. Well, what? Would I tip the dogs? No, nah, I've got the Titans. <laughs> okay, so we've got the Titans. Here, so I'm just going to keep. I'm just going to keep track for the ladder later. Don't you worry. Um, <laughs> who's going to win by the biggest margin? Oh gosh, I don't know. I, I, I'm actually. I was looking at this before. I mean, Penrith... I, I, I said before, I don't think Penrith will have the big win. Um, I, I'm actually thinking Manly. Yeah. Manly might be my margin this week. Against the uh, Tigers, was it? Tigers. They're at home to the Tigers. So yeah, I think, I'll go Manly. I'll go call. Manly. So you can lock me in for Manly. Um, yeah. That gives you a chance. Margin. Gives you a chance. So I need the dogs to win by about twenty, and Manly to win by about twenty-six. Well, it's not—it's not out <laughs> of the question. Manly win by fifty would help me. 
knock them off. And I think they did it without Jack White in that night. Um, I think the Sharks were in good form there. And then last week, you know, obviously beaten by a better team and, and well beaten. But I do think they've got enough uh, to beat the Raiders. Nico uh, it makes a massive difference to the team. And uh, they will be uh, confident with, with Nico on the field. Um, and I think they'll win here. Shame. Sharks all the way. Mm. Sharks have got this one. I, I actually think that the Raiders... The Raiders, the Raiders will know their fate uh, by, by you know, by kickoff. Whether they have to win or not, um, it's going to be a very interesting situation because I think that the I think that the um, I think that the Sharks are going to win, and I've got a gut feeling they're actually going to win pretty well. Which which might put the Raiders in a very precarious position, where they um, they will be teetering outside the eight. If the Cowboys win, which I don't think they will, um, that could cause some big issues for them. Um, the Raiders will know obviously by the time this game happens whether they need to win it. Obviously they'll want to win anyway, but. They could have signed up a top eight spot for kickoff. Yeah, yep, 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 hundred percent. So um, it's going to be very interesting to see. Um, both are trying to get the thirty-four points. If the Knights fail, it leapfrogs them above the Knights. Um, it's basically it's basically it's really interesting. It's you know like whoever wins, whoever wins. Um, Strangely enough, depending on what South Sydney do, whoever wins, if South Sydney does win, but for argument's sake, it, it could actually give them a game against South Sydney. So at this point in time, that's actually a pretty good get. Um, so, you know, it's, 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 it's interesting. I think, I think that these two playing each other is, is quite a hoot. But, yeah, I think... Um, I've got the Sharks winning this one, and it 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 depends on what the Cowboys do, whether it's the Raiders' demise for the year. Mm. I've got the Sharks in this one too. I think Nico Hines coming back. I think they're at home. I think the Raiders... Um, I, just, I just think that we've talked about it a lot. I think that their worth has been highly inflated this year in their position on the, the ladder. I think if they finish eighth, I think... You know, it's it, it's probably about where they deserve to be. Um, well, I think it's even, a good effort if they make the eight. Even yeah. Though, you know they've they've been fortunate with a, a softer draw than some teams. Um, Playing finals with a minus the eight. for and against of over a hundred. Yep. I mean, yeah, yep. yeah. So I've got sharks in this one at home, and um, yeah, I think that'll be enough to to secure the sharks. Say. A home semi-final, which I think would be um, yeah, a, a big deal for them to be playing in Sydney and not have to travel, depending on who else is in the uh, that, that half of the draw. Alright, so what we've got here, just so that we're aware of um, 
out when we're leaving out in the wash. I'll go through Griffo's tips first. So you had the, the Broncos, Manly, Roosters, Dolphins, Panthers, Dragons, Titans, and Sharks. Now, I've punched this into the uh, NRL ladder predictor. What it does there, for and against, we're not going to worry about too much. I think what it would have got it set up for is a 12-point win for, for these teams. It's not going to make any implications for for and against uh, too significantly here. But based on your tips this week, Griffo, that would mean we have a top eight of uh, Brisbane as minor premiers, Panthers second, Warriors third, Storm fourth, Sharks would be fifth, Knights would be sixth, Roosters would be seventh, and the Raiders would be eighth. So that would set up week one games of uh, Broncos versus Storm, Panthers versus Warriors, Sharks versus Raiders, Knights versus Roosters. There's Roosters versus Knights in Newcastle. That'd be a big one. Goodness me. Tell man. you what, uh, Panthers Warriors, that's got some history about it in finals football. Mm. A little bit, yeah. Okay. Very good final. And uh, the end- very big game. The interesting thing there too is we would actually have two games from this week repeated again in the first week of the finals with the Broncos playing the Storm and the Sharks playing the Raiders. Um, yeah, very interesting there. Now, Shana, your tips are <coughs> slightly different. Uh, you've gone with the Storm this week. You also had Manly, but you you picked South Sydney, uh, an optimistic South Sydney fan like myself. Um, you also had Dolphins, Panthers, Dragons, Titans, and Sharks. Now, with those two changes in tips, uh, your top eight, uh, has has a very different makeup. Uh, you've got the Panthers as minor premiers, uh, the Broncos second, Storm third, Warriors fourth. Um, so you still had the Broncos play the Storm in the first week and Panthers play the Warriors. Uh, the only difference there really is that the Panthers get the uh, get to do a lap with the um, with the Shield. Shield. The bottom half of the eight based on your tips, would be Sharks 5th, Knights 6th, Rabbitohs 7th, and Raiders 8th. So the big change there, I suppose, is that the Roosters would be out and Rabbitohs in, given your top 8. So it's almost looking like that, based on your tips, fellas, that the winner of the Roosters-Rabbitohs game, if you can call it a reward, their reward is to have to go to Newcastle and play sudden death football. Um, so, you know, we're starting to see that there is a possibility that, um, you know, the Newcastle Knights are going to come up against one of those two teams, possibly. Now, my tips, I'm just seeing if my tips make too much of a difference. I've got the Broncos, Manly, South, Dolphins, Panthers. I had the Knights winning, Titans and Sharks. So my top eight... So my top four would be the same as Griffo them with the Broncos, Panthers, Warriors, Storm. My results with the Knights winning actually push the Knights up to fifth, which means they would play the Raiders in week one, who would come eighth, and the Sharks would play the Rabbitohs. So Knights fifth, Sharks sixth, Rabbitohs seventh, Raiders eighth. So if my tips are, are correct, which, you know, it's very rare that I get them all, um, we could be seeing a Sharks Rabbitohs Week One final with the with the Raiders having to travel to Newcastle. So, you know, these are all these are the possibilities that we've 
put in. Um, I know a lot of the listeners are sitting there thinking, oh, yeah, but we think the Cowboys will win and that might push the Raiders out of the eight and the Cowboys could even have to play the Knights or Sharks in the first week. Um, a lot of, lot of moving parts, a lot of implications here, fellas. But I think regardless, it sounds as though that top... I mean, we know the top four is set. We're going to get some great games out of that. And we know that... <coughs> well, we seem confident that the Knights and Sharks are going to host um, the the elimination final. So some some big games big games ahead, not only this week, but next week. But it just shows, as we said at the top of the show, uh, it's almost like we've got finals footy this week. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Um, yeah, I suppose the only other thing we should... Uh, oh, the other thing I forgot. Sorry, fellas. Um, Titans-Bulldogs game. Casey Badger refereeing that one. That was the other game this week where we had a um, female referee. So two games cool. this week. Um, don't know if it's a coincidence. Uh, both both games don't have finals implications. Um, yeah. What, 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 yeah, I mean... Whatever, they're, they're, they're top quality rest, they'll do a good job, so it's great to see. Um, NRLW, I'm sure you've been keeping an eye across the NRLW, Griffo. Um, the, it's been a couple of weeks since we've obviously talked about it. Um, the, the games this week, there's some... Um, I'm just trying to have a look here because it's a it's a nine round competition, isn't it? So we've still got a couple of weeks left. Uh, the ladder as it stands, uh, the Roosters have shot to the top with the Knights, Titans, and Raiders rounding out the four. Broncos keeping in touch. Then you got the Sharks, Tigers, Dragons, Cowboys, and Eels at the bottom. So um, a few big clashes this week. You've got the Raiders taking on the Knights uh, to start off the week. Uh, Broncos and Sharks almost playing off to to see who can stay in touch with that top four. Uh, and the Roosters, you'd imagine, this week taking on the Eels are going to have a um, have a big day out. They've really started to to kick on in this competition. Uh, just wondering what your I'm thoughts are. I'm them for my margin, Green. <laughs> yeah, it's going to say they're not a bad option, are they? But you, that you watch them and you just go, oh, superstar after superstar. Um I mean, I know last week. I mean, if there was a, if if you were to take the um, you know, the Griffo's grab out of uh, you know, out of a game with um, the, the NRLW. I was watching the game, and I think it was when Tegan Berry scored her fourth try in the Dragons game. Um, I I, I was just thinking, goodness me, there's some talented footballers yeah. in this yeah, in this competition. I, I, I saw. I saw her, not didn't see the whole game, but I saw the second half. Oh, gosh. Uh, unfortunately, in the end, I think they went down by a field goal. They did they by did. a field goal. And you know yep. what? Yep, right on the belt. They got done. It was one of those, it was one of those games, too, where um, it, it was sort of backwards and forwards. You thought the Titans had it, and then um, Tegenberry scored, I think, with about four minutes to go, and then Brown got the, uh, got the field goal right on full time just to... Yep. To get the win, but that yeah, I was what they had that one on the TV on Saturday afternoon. That was really entertaining. Yeah, the Dragons' defense, unfortunately, in that last set of six was yeah horrible. They just yeah, they couldn't keep the Titans down down their end of the field, and then and the Dragons' attack is actually really good. 
Like they 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 can actually put it on, but they just seem to like they'll they'll do this set of six where they get up there and they do, you know they'll they'll make they'll make eighty meters, but then they'll concede eighty five. That's that's the problem with the dragons at the moment. They just score. They dragons can produce some fantastic attacking football, but just 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 leak meters at will. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you, you you look at teams that can score points. I mean, we, we mentioned the Roosters. I mean, the Broncos also had a big win last week. The, the Broncos are an interesting team. They've got a good chance this week to come up against the Sharks. Have to and, win. Must yeah, win game. Yeah, and Must I mean, we, we've, been talking, we've been talking about the Raiders this season as, um, you know, they've been, they've been performing well. They've been winning games. They they blew the wa- the Raiders away last week. I actually feel like this competition. I feel like the Broncos are gonna they're gonna burst into this top four in the next week or two, and they're gonna they're gonna cause a lot of trouble. For, I have for to teams. do it this week. Yeah, I mean, I think. Um... <coughs> Sorry, um, did is, is Brickenshaw injured? I feel like I heard that somewhere. I'm just saying that off the cuff. I don't know, but um, if they've got all hands on deck. Um, you know, they're they're one of those teams that could be there or thereabouts. Yep. Yeah. Um. They're they're coming into form, I guess, at the right time. Um. You'd think the the Knights and the Roosters are, are going to be there. Um. They're on ten points at the moment, but uh, both of them look strong. Uh, Titans have been a bit of a surprise packet. Uh, as have the Raiders. Too. Yeah. Sorry, Shane, what was that, mate? I was just saying they played the Tigers this week. Like, the Titans might solidify their spot. Yeah, the Tigers have had two sort of losses right on the bell, which has probably killed their season. Um, Yeah, I think... I can't see any of the teams below the Broncos uh, making the the top four there. Um, The Broncos... May, uh, I think they've already played the Titans, so they won't have the opportunity to take points off those two teams ahead of them. Um, they have to win their remaining games, I guess, and uh, hope that the the Titans or the Raiders stumble. Um, I don't think the Titans are going to stumble this week. Uh, they they look pretty good, uh, but the Broncos may be able to. To force their way in, if they if they if they win the next three games, they'll be there. But um, I think yeah. the game round is on Saturday, the first game, uh, Raiders versus Knights. I think if the Raiders want to prove that they can do something, they can really upset the Broncos' apple cart. It, yeah. it, it, it it's poised for the Knights to want to solidify where they are in the. Um, upper echelons of the table, Raiders win, well then that's another, that forces the Broncos' hand because really the Broncos, I think, are the one club outside of the four at the moment that really need to be there. Yeah. Um, it, it then it then sort of, I think it then, it then sort of creates this interesting situation where, you know, next week, it's it's the Broncos play the Tigers and 
Raiders play the Cowboys. Incidentally, Roosters Knights next week will be a fantastic game. Yeah. And then I and think Shane uh, and Graham. I think the Broncos have played all of the top four teams already. Yep. yep. So you think they're going to probably win yep. their next three games and end up on. 12 points, which you'd, you'd be surprised if so. they don't make the top four. With, you'd hope yeah, so. That. They got a good four and a, uh, against far superior to yeah. both the Titans and the I, Raiders. So I think we'll see Broncos top four. Can yeah, I say I so, Raiders, the, I think the game, the game moving forward, and I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but if the Raiders win this week, the big game moving forward will be the last game of the round where the Raiders actually play the Titans. That's I think the Broncos, the Broncos, their destiny's in their hands. But the Raiders, if they can produce something against the Knights, which would be a massive mammoth effort, if they can, if they can show they're serious, they they win this week. Well, then that's a real shot in the arm for for them staying in the top four, because then what it actually says is, it says well. It's up to now the people around us to do to do what they need to do. It's you know, it's up for the it's up to the Titans to win. I think watching watching the games, uh, I really think that probably the line is drawn under the Broncos. Um, that one, two, three, four, five. They're now vying for the top position. I know we spoke about the Dragons, but I, I really think that the Sharks are probably the Sharks are probably on par with the Raiders, where the Raiders have have, have, have sort of excelled. But I think that for me, Roosters, Knights, Titans, Raiders, Broncos is about where it's at, and it's going to be fought between these guys. Play to play for should be. Very exciting. Um, I've really enjoyed the uh, the NRLW. I think it's been an awesome, you know, obviously addition to the season. Um, and, and, and really, too, the addition of the extra teams, it's, you know, you're always going to be strong teams and, you know, other teams that struggle. But um, I think the quality's still been there. It's been really good to see. And I'm really looking forward to how it all pans out over the next couple of weeks. Um, all all home games this week. Boys, are we we thinking all home games? I, I'm actually going all home bar Dragons. I think the Dragons are going to win. So Raiders, I... Broncos, Dragons, Titans, Roosters for me. I don't. I like the Knights. Yeah, I I I I, I, I like think the Knights. I, yeah, I, Knights. I, I, I flipped the coin and I thought, why not? Knights. Uh, Love the Raiders' way they're playing at the moment. They're just playing this expansive game of football. They're throwing caution to the wind. They're they're throwing the ball around. It's like that old Raiders side that you know, killer offloads. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 can't, I can't see them beating the Knights. So. A lot of stars in the Knights team. Yeah, playing oh, well. Mate, the Knights are the South Knights Jack. Yeah, Knights are Jack. They Knights should win. Jack. They'll be disappointed if they don't win this. But there's an opportunity there, obviously, for the Raiders to show, you know, in Canberra, to, to, to show that they should be, um, you know, in that top four. But I actually feel as though this time next week when we're talking about it, um, the Broncos will be in that top four at the expense of the uh, the Raiders. 
But you never know. That's why we love footy. That's why we love rugby league. Uh, you don't know until you until you get there what's going to happen on the day. There's all these twists and turns. Um, we make it sound like we know what's going to happen and then we get back in a week's time and dissect it and realise that it all went uh, in a totally different direction. Um, yes. So, yeah, last... Um, Last round of the season. Next time we have a uh, a regular season round, we'll be uh, looking at Las Vegas, fellas. So, um, very interesting times ahead for for the well, NRL. We have to do, I think, semester two reports next. Yeah, yes. so we've got the end of the season semester two reports next week. We'll also obviously get out spread out then. The um, <laughs> the preview. We'll have four big games to preview next week. Um, and really it's just about sitting back this week and uh, having a look at the games and figuring out who's going to play who. But uh, I think that might just, just about do us for this week, fellas. So I think so. Thank you, so. everyone, for having... Um, it's gone quick, this, uh, these 27 rounds, I tell you. It's unbelievable. It feels like only the other day we were sitting down and giving our uh, predictions for the start of the year. Indeed. Um, How wrong yeah. <laughs> probably were so in saying that good luck with all your tips this week because we've just uh, broken down all the possibilities we had three possibilities there for uh, the top eight and uh, it'll probably be none of them but anyway good luck to your team this week um, unless your team's a roosters and massive shout out to Square and Paula uh, they got their tour in England, I was reading the other day. So they're in the UK. Uh, massive shout out to them. I'm a first one up for them. So uh, all good luck and to Panther. Great congratulations on winning for the England Plains team. Well done. Have a good week, oh. everyone.